Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ of St. Paul, located in Matamidi, Minnesota. We are a suburban congregation united in Christ and grounded in the values of diversity, solidarity, and witness. You can learn more about us by going to fccstpaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. Our text for today, and there are two of them. The first one comes from John 6, 35 through 51. And our second is from Ephesians 4, 25 to 5, 2. I'll begin with Ephesians and conclude with John. Therefore, after you have gotten rid of lying, each of you must tell the truth to your neighbor, because we are parts of each other in the same body. Be angry without sinning. Don't let the sun set on your anger. Don't provide an opportunity for the devil. Thieves should no longer steal. Instead, they should go to work using their hands to do good so that they will have something to share with whoever is in need. Don't let any foul words come out of your mouth. Only say what is helpful when it is needed for building up the community so that it benefits those who hear what you say. Don't make the Holy Spirit of God unhappy. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. Put aside all bitterness, losing your, losing your temper, anger, shouting, slander, along with every other evil. Be kind, compassionate, and forgiving to each other in the same way, uh, in the same way God forgave you in Christ. Therefore, imitate God like dearly loved children. Live your life with love, following the example of Christ, who loved us and gave himself for us. He was a sacrificial offering that smelled sweet to God. And now from the sixth chapter of John, Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I told you that I have that you have seen me and still don't believe. Everyone whom the Father gives to me will come to me, and I won't send them away. Anyone who comes to me, I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the one who sent me, that I will won't lose anything he has given me but I will raise it up on the last day. This is my Father's will, that all who see the Son and believe in him will have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. The Jewish opposition grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They asked, isn't this Joseph, isn't this Jesus, Joseph's son, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus responded, don't grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless they are drawn to me by this father who sent me. I will raise them up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has listened to the father and has learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the father except the one who is from God. He has seen the father. I assure you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness and they died. 
This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that whoever eats it will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Eat this bread, drink this cup, come to me and never be hungry. The people wanted bread. What they didn't know is that they needed Jesus. In the text from John today, we're actually joining a discussion that is in progress. Earlier in chapter six, Jesus is feeding a crowd. He fed a crowd with basically five loaves of bread and two fish. The crowd has been filled with food and now they wanna make Jesus king. And who can blame them? They want someone who is going to provide them with bread forever. What happens now is that there is this conversation between Jesus and the crowd. Jesus says to the crowd, I am the bread of life. And if the crowd comes to eat the bread that is Jesus, they will know that God is with them and they will have eternal life. But they don't understand. And in some ways they don't want to understand. He gave them food to eat, which is something that the Roman occupiers couldn't produce, or if they could produce, weren't sharing with them. So when Jesus tells them, don't look for food that you eat and get hungry again, they're a little bit incredulous. But Jesus is telling them, the food that you eat, I give you, you won't get hungry again. Look for something that lasts, is what Jesus is telling them. Look for food that gives you eternal life. God is offering this bread to you. The crowd then wants to know what they need to do to get this bread. They can't afford the bread, but maybe if they can do something, maybe they can work out an arrangement they can get this everlasting bread. After a time of them asking for a sign from Jesus, and that's actually what they say, they want to see a sign from Jesus, which is kind of funny because it's not like the bread and the two fish thing wasn't a sign. He finally tells them, I am the bread. He is the bread that they will eat and they will never become hungry or thirsty. The people are truly hungry for bread. They are hungry for physical bread. But they're also hungry for spiritual bread. They just don't know it. When Jesus starts to call himself the bread that is given by God, they're bothered because now they think that this guy is putting on airs. This is Joseph's son, isn't it? You might be able to give us this everlasting bread and let's just, and and we are thankful for it, but let's just be honest now. 
you ain't nothing special. So Jesus tries to help them to understand again. He tells them now something that they can connect with, hopefully. Their ancestors, the ones that were in slavery in Egypt, and were led out into the, out into the wilderness and, and to the promised land, they were in need of food. Now, they had no food. And then now, they started to grumble. They started to complain. They blamed God. They blamed Moses. They said maybe it was actually better to be back in Egypt as slaves. But God provides the Israelites with manna, and they are fed. And they are fed for the rest of the time until they enter the promised land. That didn't stop them, though, from complaining. They were fed, but they acted like they didn't need God. And Jesus is telling their ancestors that they can have a bread that is even better than what was provided to the Israelites. They ate that bread and they died. This bread, you eat it, you will live forever. And they're still skeptical. They don't understand. It's easy to look at this crowd that Jesus is dealing with and think, well, they're pretty foolish. They're pretty dumb. But the thing is, if we were in their situation, if we were in, let's say, in a modern situation where we're talking to Jesus and Jesus is talking about bread and that he's the bread, we would act the same way. And let's be honest, even those of us who sit in church each Sunday would act the same way because we will act as if we don't need Jesus. Jesus is there and here offering us the bread of life, but we're looking for something else. Each Sunday we come to church we have communion, and we are reminded in that communion of Jesus being the bread of life, the one who came, who suffered and died for our salvation. But do we really take that to heart? Do we really understand what that means? Or do we just go through the motions? When Paul is writing to the Ephesians, he's basically telling them to take this to heart, to understand who Jesus is, what Jesus did. And because of what Jesus did for our salvation, we are called to act in a different way. We are called to imitate Jesus. Eating the bread means taking on a different way of being. It's living the way that cares for the other and for living the sacrificial life that Jesus lived. But there, of course, is a problem with that. None of this is easy. It's not what any of us is looking for. We want to have our fill with no strings attached. In reality, there are truly no strings attached to the bread of life that Jesus brings. But the way of Jesus, that's not easy. 
and it's costly. But it is also a way where you will not be hungry and not thirsty for the things of life anymore. It is human to think of our own needs and not be thankful. It is human to think and see God as a spiritual Santa Claus, or even worse, a spiritual butler. Or we want to think of Jesus as that wise teacher that gives us nice sayings that can guide us through life. What we don't want to see and what we don't understand is that Jesus is the one that sustains our very life. But when we do understand that, when we do take the bread, something happens to us. And that's what Paul is writing about in Ephesians. When we rely on the bread of life, we will start to act a certain way. It doesn't happen by magic, but the living presence of God makes us more aware of how we are to live in this world. The signs tell us things, such as to stop lying or to stop carrying grudges. The signs point to helping each other through uplifting talk. The signs point to walking in a way of love with other Christians and imitating the self-sacrificing love of Jesus. When we eat the bread, we want to imitate him so that we might become like Christ. When we come to church each Sunday, it is so easy to come, sit down, and expect to hear some good words and good music. But that's not just what we're here to do, because to be in a church is to be in community, and it is to learn from one another. It is to be Christ to each other. And it is to live in a life of gratitude. We learn about how to be Christ from each other, from how we live our lives. And when we come to communion, as we will in a short time, it is a reminder that we are in this presence of God and that we don't live this life of the Christian life alone. Jesus is not dead. And we are not just learning his teachings. Jesus is not a way to live your best life now. Jesus is the son of God, the bread of life, the one that we can look up to and be saved. Eat this bread, drink this cup. Come to me and never be hungry. Eat the bread drink this cup, trust in me, and you will not thirst. Thanks be to God. Amen. We hope today's sermon podcast was nourishment to your soul. If you'd like to know more about First Christian Church of St. Paul, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. That's fcc 
S-A-I-N-T-P-A-U-L.org. May God be with you in the coming week.